So, you really want to know what women do, say and think the way that we do, huh? Well, fasten your seatbelts and let's get... She said what? Started with your host, Alan Newman Jr. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day, of course. This is your host, Alan Newman Jr., and welcome to She Said What. Um, thank you for tuning in this evening. Um, just in case this is your first time listening or you are listening to the replay, let me tell you a little about this show. It is geared to help bridge the gap in communication between men and women. So this platform is for our female guests to come in and tell us how it really is raw and rugged from their perspective. Also, uh, we are currently running a promo special on ads and commercials through the month of October. You can inquire on more information by sending your email to ads at he said what, uh, network.com. You can also subscribe to our network's YouTube channel by searching He Said What um, Network. And also, you can follow us on Instagram at He Said What Network and at mine at Newman underscore junior underscore 2.0. Um, in order to call in, our number is 515-602-9647. And if you would like to come on the air, press the number one so we can bring you on. We can interact and also answer any questions that you may have for our topic tonight and my lovely guests. And without further ado, for tonight's topic, it's about lifestyle, love, and marriage. And my guest is Lisha. Lisha, how are you doing today? I'm doing outstanding. I'm doing outstanding. It's Wednesday, the midweek. We're almost at the weekend, you know, trying to survive. Absolutely. Now, you know, Wednesday is a tough day, but I don't know. This week, <laughs> they got this retrograde thing going on. I'm like, listen, me and me and Mercury or whatever is retrograde right now, we not, we not <laughs> in the ministry. Because I'm like, I need you to go ahead on about your way. You got my week all messed up. <laughs> Yo, and I, it's funny because I just had saw some other people, like, mentioning it because a friend of mine had posted, like, I need all my cancers and others that are affected to respond. And I was like, wait, what's going on? I'm totally lost. My days are mixed up. And she was like, yo, Mercury's in retrograde. I was like, oh, well, I've been on one anyway from the get-go. So if that's what the issue is, it's whatever. I'm just going to sit there and survive through it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-mm. Interesting. <laughs> it is. You, you know how you know how people are when it comes to their zodiac signs and everything. Um, so maybe this is also going to contribute to it with the topic we're talking about. Um, like I said when we first started, um, we're talking about lifestyle, love, and marriage. Um, it's interesting, guys. Before um, we got on the show, I was letting her know like this is interesting for me because I've never been there. Um, so I was like, it's it's going to be interesting to talk about love and marriage because I feel like in today's generation. A lot of our people aren't really trying to define their lifestyle and their love life by being married. So it's going to be interesting to talk about this. And to start it off, I would actually like to know what for you, because I know um, we were talking in the background, you kind of let the guests know um, for personal experience for you, what do you do in marriage when the marriage goes sour? Like you got married, you felt like you were madly in love, and then it goes left, and you can't repair it. Um, what are steps that you attempted to do um, 
to kind of change where the marriage was going, or did you just accept what was happening and just was like, well, this is what, what it is, and this is what I'm going to do in regards to my life and marriage? Well, the one thing I will say is I don't feel nothing, anything is uh, repairable. There are some some exceptions to that rule. Um, mm-hmm. I feel that most of the time when two people uh, stop being present, it's when mm-hmm. it starts to go left. And so that is like a reset period. And you're going to either reset together or you're going to reset apart. I wouldn't say sour only because nothing is forever. You know, and if something changes in the relationship and you can't fix it, well, that's the only thing you can do. Um, and doesn't make it a bad thing, doesn't make the other person a bad person. It just means at that point in time in your life, um, you guys just on different roads different roads, and you have different visions and different directions. Okay, I can respect that. I can respect that. Now, it's interesting because you said when you just said that it's not always a bad thing. I actually remember a couple of weeks ago I saw a, I think it was like a month or so ago, I saw a meme and it said, would you be open to having only lease agreements when it comes to marriage? So they was like, yo, if you sign for like 10 years, and then you can revisit it 10 years later, and if you don't want to get married again, you don't have to sign it, and you go about your merry way. And it was interesting seeing the amount of people who was like, you know what, if I had that option when it comes to marriages, I would actually do that. Do you think that is something that is actually worth pursuing, or is it just fool's goal for people to just entertain? Well, if I do get married and it doesn't work out, I have an option in my pocket to opt out. Well, I think that it is kind of like not setting yourself up for failure, but you mm-hmm. you do have an opt out option, and then there's there that means that there's no work. Um, and, and marriage mm-hmm. is not an easy thing, and I believe that one, especially now, the dynamic of of what a marriage is has changed so much from what it used to be, but we have been fed like the fairy tale version of what it is, opposed to understanding um, the intent behind it. It has to be intentional. Like you have to go into a marriage intentional on what it's going to be. And it's, to me, I look at it kind of like it's a partnership. Um, it's like two companies coming together. You got two companies that merge together every day, all day in the business world. And they have to um, make certain things work and make certain agreements in order for them to have longevity and be able to be uh, sustainable and efficient uh, in the world. So marriage is the same thing. But I think that a lot of times people are not intentional. We have the, uh, as women, the thought process of a man being a certain kind of way. And at some point in time, yes, men were that way, but men have changed. You know, there's a lot of of brokenness going on. You know, I think we talked about this the last time I was on your show. You know, when two broken people come together, um, when one or both heal, that's going to cause a rift because your brokenness is what brought you together. That was really your... um, your your glue. That was the thing that that 
you guys were functioning in pain. And so once you're not functioning in pain anymore, what do you have? Some people come together for sex. Okay, but if you take sex out of the relationship, what exactly is it that you have? And I think that people have to understand that the idea of marriage is this is really a lifetime partnership. Like, you're not going to be alone. I'm not going to be alone. We're going to rock it out, and we're going to move and grow together. But I think a lot of times we forget that the other person has to grow too. We don't make room for growth, honestly. That is so true, and it's so interesting because you mentioned how um, we don't look at the dynamics of the opposite person. Do you think is it because it's what I can I can see like if you get married early like early in your twenties you get married off the whole we're in love and da 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 like a fantasy aspect. Do you actually think even those who are actually older are still following to that fantasy aspect, or are they being I more re- realistic? No, I, I I think marriage is what you make it. it, it, it honestly, mm-hmm. and that's just my opinion, but it's what. You make it what you want it to be. Whatever you need, whatever you two need to do to make your marriage work and to make your lifetime experience be what you both have intended it to be, then that's what it is. A lot of times we are looking for other people to give us permission to do something that we don't need their permission for or their opinion. And when you allow a person to have even the smallest opinion, especially in your marriage, they feel they got a lifetime opinion of something to say. And that's the one thing I believe that um, in a marriage, your significant other is the only one that should really have your ear. That person is that – that's your person. They have your ear, you have their ear. But when you allow other people in your ear, then now you, you're not present anymore. You're doing something different. And that creates problems. But I think that people have been married for years. you got people that's been married 40, 50 years because they understand what it is. It's an assignment, mm-hmm. and they understand the assignment, and they make that assignment last. Correct. And it's so true about letting other people in, I, especially today's generation. I feel like our biggest issue is we try and do stuff for show, and we're always mm-hmm. asking someone else's opinion about how what we should do or what we should not do. It, it's so funny because, um, like you said, it's a partnership. And I feel like every time we mention marriage as a partnership, that's when people's thought process of what a partner is goes in two different uh-huh. steps, uh, do, two different. Hey, Richie, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know if I had broke up on you. Um it's interesting when you hear partnership and marriage, I feel like everyone has a different take on what partnership is because uh-huh. one, person say a par- uh, one person can say partnership is, well, you know, we do everything together. We keep each other up. Um, we don't let anything fall over. We literally cover each other's weaknesses. And then someone else will look at partnership like, well, I mean, they do all of this stuff and I do this stuff and I go on my merry way. Um, when it comes to that, how would you communicate what you are expecting um, when it comes to marriage? Because I don't fully think we actually communicate what we're expecting uh-huh. before we get married. 
we're looking at the white picket fence and the babies and the traveling and the vacations, and we don't be realistic because one thing my parents had taught my sister and I was, y'all need to talk about the, the negatives that may come in your life. What if this happens? What if that happens? How are you going to react to that? And I feel like a lot of people aren't having that conversation uh, when it comes to marriage. Well, I feel that, one, a lot of people, again, are going into the relationships broken. Women have the idea of a man securing them, and men having the idea of their mama, in my opinion. You got some that mm-hmm. really are looking to marry their mother, whether they had one in their lives or not, and women looking to marry their father, whether he was in their life or not. I think that preset expectations kill a relationship of any kind before you enter mm-hmm. into it. It automatically deads it. You can't presume or assume what's going to happen in your relationship 10 years from now, 15 years from now, because you're going to change. You're going to be a different person. Mm-hmm. I think that um, expectations, for me, I think that there there are really – there are a few deal breakers in a relationship because you can get over any obstacle. It might take more work uh, than some, depending on what the situation is. But I believe that when you have a white picket fence idea and they have a different idea and everybody has something preset, it's not really your own. It's really what you saw somebody else do. And a lot of times we're looking for somebody else to be something to us that we really should Mm -hmm. be for ourselves. Um, And a lot of times we're like, well, we can grow together. Yeah, but sometimes growth can be hard. You know, just just being by yourself when you're growing and walking through life, it's hard. So just think, I got to grow and you got to grow and then we got to grow together. That's a hard process. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. That's why they say marriage, marriage is not for the weak. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not just for the dress. It's not just to say you got a wife. It's not just to say you got a husband. Like, it's, it's, it is a serious thing. Um, and at the same time, you guys are both individuals. And marriage is not always weak. You have to think about you sometimes. You have to... We, in society, we've been told that, you know, self-thinking of yourself or self-care is uh, selfish, you know what I'm saying? But it's not. Mm-hmm. If you're a pitcher of Kool-Aid and I'm a pitcher of Kool-Aid and I'm pouring out and you pouring out, but nobody's refilling the pitcher, you're going to be empty. You're not going to have mm-hmm. anything else to give yourself. You're not going to have no flavor mm-hmm. for you. So... I think that we have to understand that, you know, it's not always we in a marriage. Sometimes it has to be me, you know, and then that other person should be there to support you in that time of whatever growth you need to be. Because in my opinion, you know, your husband is there to burst out whatever God has placed in your spirit or 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 whatever your religious beliefs are, whatever's mm-hmm, in your mm-hmm. spirit, whatever you're trying to get to, whatever your your passion is, that's your support system. And that's a lot of times, you know, we get that backhanded support. And people would think, you know, you only get backhanded support from fair-weather friends, but you can have fair-weather spouses. 
you can have those spouses that support you but really don't support you when you, you know, honestly behind closed doors, you know, they they don't support. Um, they don't see your vision. They don't believe in your vision. But they may tell you that, but in their mind, it's like, okay, well, they're going to do this for however long they're going to do it, and then they're going to go do something else. So it's not really that important. Um, so that backhanded support happens a lot in relationships, and sometimes it's jealousy. You have some men that are jealous of their women and some women that are jealous of their men. And you're, and you're jealous of the person they are. You know what I'm saying? You're looking for that person yeah. to be something to you that you got to be for yourself, but you don't know how to do that. You're looking for somebody to make me happy. I hate when people say that. I just want somebody that's going to make me happy. Well, girl, you not going to be happy because a man cannot exactly. make you happy. He can add to your happiness, but he can't make you happy. He can't add to something that you don't have. And then these unrealistic expectations, he's got to be this and he's got to have that. You know, he's got to be a family man, but you don't speak to your family. You know what I'm saying? You you don't speak to your family. You know, he's got to have a make six figures and do this and do that, but you're not doing that either. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't ask somebody to be something to you that you cannot be for yourself, and that's, that's some real talk. Boom, boom. Love it, love it, love it, love it. And while actually you were talking, we actually had someone who popped in on our um, website and asked a question for you. Um, can deal breakers be developed while you're in a marriage? I absolutely uh, feel that they can because you're you're growing. And so as you learn yourself, it's what, what you, not I'm going to say what you like, but it's what, it makes you better, what makes you grow. And sometimes, like I said in the beginning, you can be on two different playing fields. You can have two different directions. You can have two different ideas. He can feel like um, you got to cook, clean, and do all of these things, and she may feel like, well, no, I don't want to do these things if I'm pursuing this, that, and the other. So we create those deal breakers as we go because it's like, and eh, that's a deal breaker is something that's not going to work for you. Like it's something that you can't bend on. It's something that you're not going to negotiate on, and that happens. And that's part of growth. And instead of us kind of talking about these things, we just kind of close up on both ends. You see what I'm saying? Everybody closed. Yeah. It's closed-minded. They're closed thoughts. They're closed emotions because they're like, nope, I don't want to do that. And sometimes that's really mm -hmm. what it is. I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You know, us us thinking that a deal breaker is a bad thing, it's not a bad mm -hmm. thing. It's nothing but a boundary. That's mm -hmm. your personal mm -hmm. boundary. And we have to respect that. In, in a relationship especially, we respect it from our friends. Why can't we respect mm -hmm. it from a spouse or, or someone we're in a relationship with? And, wow, you dropping gems on this Wednesday because it's, it's so amazing when you think about that. When it comes to deal breakers, we tend to make people feel guilty if they have deal breakers uh, and be like, oh, well, you're being too picky. You're not open-minded. And sometimes you have to be able to set those healthy boundaries in relationships. And like you said, we do it with our friends all the time. 
and that's one thing we do is we give other people grace, but we don't give ourselves grace. And for some reason, when we have spouses, they they are part of you. They like your left arm. They like they're like that that solid part of your body after a certain mm-hmm. amount of time. And so when you're not giving yourself grace, you don't give them grace. You know what I'm saying? Because it, these are things that should be kind of given. Like, you have to respect that this is how this person feels. This is why I say nothing is forever. Relationships are not forever. Um, because people grow and they change. And if you don't make room for growth and change, these things happen. Deal breakers are not bad. That's that person's personal boundary. And you have to respect that. Awesome, awesome. Yes, ma'am, you actually do. You really do. For those who are listening online and would like to call in, you can dial 515-602-9647 to listen in. If you want to come on the air with us, press the number one. Tonight we are talking about lifestyle, love, and marriage. Also, when you call in, please make sure we bring you on the air to state your name so that we can address you that way and also continue our dialogue. Um, we actually have another question for you, um, and this is actually a very interesting one because I think a lot of couples run into this. Um, Lisa, what is your thoughts when it comes to couples who attempt to stay together for their young kids? Well, my opinion is that kids aren't stupid, right? <laughs> Exactly. They know. They They're know not. what it is. They see. They see what, what we don't think they see. They know what we don't mm-hmm. think they know. And you can't be in any relationship for somebody else. I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. Your mama, your kids, nobody. Because the relationship is separate from that relationship. The relationship you guys have with your kids is separate. So if the man, as I would, my thought is, if the man is the head of the household, right? You guys are a team, mm-hmm. you guys are a partnership, y'all are working together. And then y'all cover mm-hmm. the kids, right? But if mm-hmm. y'all can't get it together, you're going to fall short where where kids are concerned because even though you look at their um, their large needs, their smaller needs, you're going to miss. You're going to miss those mm-hmm. key emotional things because you guys aren't really on the same uh, path, y'all, y'all not linked together, y'all not synced in. So when you guys are not present and not synced in, you start missing stuff. And kids, they see all those things. You, I mean, you, you guys can do what you need to do and not be together. Um, but if mm-hmm. you want to use the kids as an excuse, then go to counseling. Do what mm-hmm. you have to do in your relationship to make it work. But it's what you have to do together as a team. Now, one person just can't say, well, I'm just, you know, this is this is this is this, because the other person is going to feel like, okay, because you're telling them what it is. That's not working mm-hmm. together. Y'all have to work mm-hmm. together. So counseling is a necessity if you are deciding to stay anywhere for anything other than really wanting to be together. If you want to be there for the kids, y'all better be in counseling to learn how to um, parent together because, really, you're just co-parenting. You don't have to be together. You can do every – I have friends that parents were not together, but the parents, you couldn't tell. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The parents were encouraging. They were there. They didn't have to be together. 
they didn't have to be in the same space. That's the selfishness of our, I believe, our need to be able to uh, collect. You know, we're, we're collectors. We collect things. You see what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. if we're going around collecting everything, some stuff is not a collectible. That is facts. You are throwing haymakers today, and I am here for all of it, and I'm rocking with it, especially when it comes to counseling. And I and I very much an advocate of counseling before you get married and also while you're married. I think some people get complacent once they get married, not realizing, like you said, the longer you're together, the more you're going to change. And sometimes you need to have that buffer where you can communicate effectively so that you can navigate your um, love life in your marriage, especially when it comes to kids if you're about to be separated. You definitely need to have a buffer for dealing with them because kids are not dumb or as slow as people want to believe they are. And counseling is really, it's not like a, I wouldn't call it a buffer. I would call it a tool to help you be able to flow. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's that it's what's needed to understand. Um, sometimes, but you got to have the right kind of counseling. So mm-hmm. say if you guys are really religious, well, going to a, mm-hmm. a regular counselor is going to be a little difficult, I think, mm-hmm. because that counselor is not thinking on a, a religious level. You would have to, I would say, go to your pastor, go to your church and mm-hmm. do counseling that way because it's going to be more effective for you guys to understand how to move around in, in your foundation. Um, but counseling is something that helps you understand and translate what that other person is thinking and feeling. Um, my son has to, has to do this project, right? Not a project, mm-hmm. but it's this discussion question for a class he has. And he had to read the play Trifles. Well, Trifles is a one-act play that was written um, by a journalist in 1916. It was a female. You know, okay. during that time, that was part of the, the woman's era where, you know, right before women's lived. But this was uh, based on a crime that was committed and something that she wrote about that happened around the 1900s. So this woman's husband ended up dead. She ended up on trial for killing her husband, right? And so when you're you're watching it, it's literally one act, but it's one-sided. It doesn't, it reflects how we see each other. You know, the mm-hmm. police officer brought the wives in to look at the details. Why he asked the husbands, well, what happened on their end? But nobody, it was no point of view for the wife, the one who was in jail. It was just people's opinion and thoughts of what they see looking in. Um, But at that time, you know, a lot of women, they weren't happy. And I think that when we start going through counseling, we have to start recognizing and understanding that mental health is important. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that person not being happy has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. And so counseling Mm -hmm. is something that helps everybody. It helps you understand as a couple, and it helps you understand as individuals. And sometimes Mm -hmm. in staying together for the kids, 
you realize, okay, well, we can do this. We don't have to be together because this is not going to work. And ultimately, it's not going to be healthy for them. So how are we staying together for them if we can't provide a healthy and safe environment? Facts. You you hit the nail right on the head on that one. A lot of people try and sit there, and um, I feel like a lot of people that biggest excuse is, oh, we stay together for the kids' sake. And sometimes that's more damaging than good um, when it comes to that. Cause some, and like you said earlier, kids can see, can see, kids can see through the clouds and the smoke stream um, that we as adults try and put in front of their eyes. So I really, really like that take um, from, uh-huh. from you on, on today, Lisa. Like I said, just, you're definitely, you came out the gate um, swinging. Um, but what we're going to do, we're getting ready to prepare to go to our um, commercial break for those who are listening um, here on tonight on She Said What. We are talking about lifestyles, love, and marriage with Alicia. If you just tuned in, please stay on. She's been hitting us with a lot of haymakers and a lot of good points in regards to uh, love and marriage. Um, if you're interested when we come back from our break to actually come on the air, you can dial 515-602-9647. Please make sure you press the number one. Or if you are listening to us online or on our He Said What network, you can just type in your question or comment, and we will bring that on the air so that we can present that um, to you as well. So right now we're going to run to a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back for the final 30 minutes of She Said What. What's up? This one Mike from Simply Sports, and you're tuned in to the He Said What radio network. Hey, this is Rob Wells. I am the host of Your Purposeful Purpose podcast. I am a transformational speaker and coach. And let's not forget, serial entrepreneur. I help people live life with purpose, on purpose, by becoming the master designer of their lives. I want you to understand transformation because I went through a huge transformation myself after losing 150 pounds, teaching myself how to read and write at the age of 23 with a fifth grade education. I help people go through their own transformation, identify that purpose, identify that dream and break through every single roadblock in their way. You can get in touch with me by going to PurposefulPurpose.com. I can't wait to talk to you.
of color begins with support by people of color introducing melanin people melanin people is a new innovative new social media platform people of color from all around the world it's a place for us to interact showcase our talents express our passions share our cultures and do business both locally and internationally download the melanin people mobile app now connecting people of color Welcome back. Welcome back to tonight's show. Welcome to She Said What. We are talking about lifestyle, love, and marriage with my special guest, Lisa. Um, And the person you just heard singing, the title of the song was On Your Mind by Jawan. On Your Mind was the title of the song by Jawan. Amazing up-and-coming artist. Um, And we're going to come back. Actually, before we had um, went to the commercial break, we were literally talking about mental health and how it's important when it comes to marriage. But, Lasana, I actually have someone who had a question uh, when we went to the break. Uh, Their question was, do you think married couples should date more after marriage, or does that end once the vows are exchanged? Uh, I believe that it always ends most of the time, but it's something that should happen. You guys have to have time to be together. You have to. Mm -hmm. Um, but we get so wrapped up in life that we both in a relationship, both parties become complacent. Um, and the other one may feel like, oh, well, they got comfortable. And the other one may feel like, oh, they got comfortable. But you're supposed to be comfortable in a relationship. You guys just mm-hmm. stop being present and doing what was re- what was needed to keep your relationship going. So that relationship that you guys have is separate from any other relationships you have. It's even separate from your kids. So you have to keep that going. And so if you're not pouring into each other, what are you gonna? What are you doing? Mm, okay. Okay. So then I have a question. Let's say um, for my men that are listening, what if they're? How do they know? How do how do they need to go about? keeping that going? Because, of course, I, I hear a lot of women, their biggest issue is, 
men tend to stop what they stop doing what they did to get them once they got them. So for us as men, what would you recommend or tell us? What do we need to do to stop becoming complacent once we once we actually have that particular person? Um, I honestly believe that women should be the ones to talk to women, and men should be the ones to talk to mm-hmm. men. Only because we can mm-hmm. only understand so much based on what we feel. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Based on what mm-hmm. we think, based on what we know, but. Men think so differently. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Like, just, just you've never been married, but you have dated. What do you think some mm-hmm. of the things, based on what you know men go through, what are some of the things that you think should be done on a man's point of side in a relationship to mm-hmm. be able to keep it going? Man. I'm asking you. Like, <laughs> no, no, I know. I know. No, I know. That, that sounds like, man. You call me off left field with that. You know what? My biggest thing is for me when it comes to dating, I know everyone's personalities are different when it comes to dating. Um, I do understand that a lot of things come through that. So a lot of guys feel like their space is when they're doing what they're doing, um, let me relax, let me do what I need to do to unwind. And I think sometimes we forget that maybe we need to have our significant other in our unwinding space. So for for me, and I feel like it it varies. And when I say it varies, I fall I feel like it falls on based on how a person connected with the person they're dating. Um, if you connected with a person, which I feel like with the pandemic, if you really didn't connect with the person by going out, I feel like once you are able to go out, that may become a challenge now because you're used to either you were doing Zoom dates or you were coming to each other's house and that was it. You really wasn't stepping out. Um, I feel like if you were stepping out date-wise, you should still try and do the same thing once you're in a relationship, um, especially if you talk to your partner um, and see what they like. I think at the end of the day, that's the biggest issue, which comes right back around the communication. Some of us don't ask our partner what they like to do or what makes them comfortable when we go out. Some of us are just like, well, this is what I do and that's it. And their partner might be saying, you know what, I would like to go to the park. I would like to go to a movie. I would like to go out to eat or go somewhere else and spend time with each other. So I think it, be, it just varies based on who you're talking to. And I also have learned we as men can be very hard-headed when it comes to being told how we should maneuver or how we should move in a relationship. So I think it's a case-by-case, but that's what I would say. Um, you definitely need to probably have open communication with your significant other um, to keep the fire going in your relationship. Um, but I also know sometimes it's a lot easier to be stagnant because I have caught myself in that. You can get so used to just going home and you're just like, I go home and crash and that's it. And you're not even thinking about going outside or spending that quality time with your significant other. So it's, it's, it's a lot to unpack with that question, but I get and agree with your saying with um, – when it comes to when men are giving that type of advice, they should be able to give it to other men. I just think it comes down to being receptive and opening to it as well. Exactly, exactly. And and that's why I said men should talk to men about how to do because one thing that happens in relationships is ego. And a man's ego and mm-hmm. a woman's ego are different. You see what I'm saying? They're, they're two different things. Um, I think women, we have bigger egos than men sometimes. But once you get into the situation of 
let leading with your ego that puts you in a trick bag every time. And I think that we think the same thing as men, like, oh my God, the ego like, you know, we we get that that different feedback like why are you questioning me? I paid the bills type situation and it's like, listen, you're not doing nothing that I can't do. You're just in the position to do these things. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. our mindset and, and yours is different. So I think that when men are asking questions, it's better for a man to kind of really answer that because, one, uh, men are going to be more uh, receptive to what's being said and they're going to understand it better because we speak two different languages. We're going to say something and y'all may be like, I um, I can see that, I can understand that. But sometimes we say stuff, y'all be like, huh? You know what I'm saying? So especially <laughs> when it comes to explaining how um, we're lacking in our movement, that mm-hmm. should really come from the same sex because then it feels like criticism. Mm, that's true. You, have a you know what I'm that. saying? It, it'll feel like I'm, as a woman, I'm criticizing a man for this, that, and mm-hmm. the other because I'm not understanding and vice versa, a woman can feel like a man is criticizing based on this, that, and the other. So it makes it easier if another man can say, well, she got a point because yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, you're right. I do do that. You know, and it's just, that, it's just received better. That, that, you know, and I, I see, I see where you're coming from on that, on that take. Um, I, I guess the interesting is, uh, well, actually, I got, just got something from a listener. So we have a listener who just responded. Um, they said they don't agree with that because, let's see, because women are typically going to side with a woman that they can relate to, um, and that's a take that one of our listeners just gave in regards to that. Um, let's see. Well, it's, it's going to be the woman or anybody. Anybody is mm-hmm. going to side with who they relate to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't just have to be a woman, mm-hmm. a man too. You're mm-hmm. That's just human nature. We're going to side with who we relate to. <coughs> that's true. I guess because I, I see what our listener is saying in her, in her response. Because also I think one thing is funny is, I think more, and this is my personal opinion, um, and those who are listening, you can type your response if you call in at, at 515-602-9647 and press the number one. Um, I would say that men are, men are probably more prone to call out a woman on something that they don't agree with more than a woman calling out on a woman, but that's my personal opinion in regards to that. I know people can probably say it's different. Um, I know with, from what you're saying um, LaShawn, with you, if you believe that women will call out other women more so than if a, uh, if a guy is going to say it, or a woman is more prone to listen to what a woman has to say about a topic before a man, if I'm understanding correctly. And you can correct me if I'm understanding it wrong. Well, it's just that we're, we're going to listen more from criticism that comes from another woman. Now, again, relationship is important what relationship do you have with that person because if it's a stranger you're going to be like who are you and why are you telling me you know what I'm saying 
it's not going to be received well. Um, mm-hmm. But that relationship that you have with that person, it's easier because you guys are you have that like you said earlier communication, which is key. Mm-hmm. So if communication is lacking, nothing is going to be received, no matter if it's a man or a woman. And you, and that could maybe that's possibly the root of it because when we communicate with certain people, when we have that rapport, we're quicker to take their side above like an outsider that may come out. So, like for example, let's say we have an outsider that nobody knows comes in on a conversation, and it's just less like you know what men are lazy, women are this and that. But then someone on your side is like, well, no, this is what I think, and this is why I don't agree with you. And then everyone's on their side because they're more comfortable with that person with their communication style than with the other person. Because it's like having an intruder that comes in and pumps in knowledge that is completely the opposite of what the overall group thinks. But then again, it is, are they wrong? You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm, when we're mm-hmm. talking just in general, we're talking based yeah. on our wants, needs, and expectations. Mm-hmm. That's why it's hard to ask people for advice because the advice they give is only going to be as far as their own experiences, what they want, and how things are going to benefit them, right? So mm-hmm. in that instance, you got always got to be careful who you're talking to, period, mm-hmm. because that person's intent or in behind their words may not in line with you, period. But if you guys are in a group conversation and and they say, well, men are lazy, well, men are lazy, just like women can be lazy. You know what I'm saying? So not only is it the relatable, I wouldn't say relatable, I would say maturity level. Um, You guys got to be on the same, I want to use the word equally yoked. And that's in any relationship, especially friendships. Um, because your your thought process and how you think about things are going to be different depending on where you are in your journey, right? So if that person says, okay, men are lazy, but they don't say anything else, another person is like, well, that's not necessarily true. That just means that they have an understanding that's beyond what that person can see at that point in time. And they're not even understanding the the conversation that they're having amongst themselves. You see what I'm saying? So it's really relationship. You know, how you guys, the type of relationship you have with each other, where that people are in their journeys, is always going to be different. But I think that, Women should always talk to women about being women, and men should talk to men mm-hmm. about being men. Because if you think about society now, everybody want to tell a woman how to be. And not many people are telling men how to be. Uh, I see whew, I see what you're saying. Like, I, I really see what you're saying. I guess the reason why I'm, like, so hung up on the topic is because I've seen it um, – Ah, it's that's who you know what I'm gonna make a note. I'm gonna make a note. This is definitely a topic that I know can be brought on for another for another episode. So you know what I'm not even gonna open that can of worms. I'm gonna make a notation, um, with with that for another show. 
Um, and I'm going to have a couple of other minds be on the show when I bring you on for it. So this is something that, for those who are listening, we're going to put this to the side, um, and we'll do a conversation with that uh, for another time. Uh, but I actually do have someone who just asked another question for you, though, um, Lisa. The question was, how does what a child sees growing up with married parents play a role in how they may be in their own marriage? Um, I think it, it plays a role as far as that person's foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, because parents, listen, we can be toxic. I know I have toxic mm-hmm. traits. We all have toxic mm-hmm. traits, whether we're men or women. We all have narcissistic mm-hmm. traits. You know, that's the new word everybody's throwing around. Everyone wants we to use narcissism now, yep. Yeah, that's the new word. But we all have these things. And so when you are in a relationship, you know, the way you move in that relationship is nonverbal communication to outsiders. Your kids are outsiders. You're teaching them something without necessarily verbally teaching them, right? Because they're watching. Mm -hmm. So if you're in an unhealthy relationship, you're showing them that this, until they learn, this is what it is. Now, they mm-hmm. have to go through life, their own life journey and their own life experiences to learn if you're, if what they learned growing up is right or not, right? And most of the time we mm-hmm. learn that, oh, shoot, I'm going to learn the wrong thing. So now you got to reprogram your whole thought process because you like, okay, well, it just wasn't right. But mm-hmm. when you look at relationships, people are going on what they know. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's what they know. Um, and if they don't look to learn anything different, your kids are going to look at that and, and see that as their first experience of what a relationship is. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes those aren't good things because we don't know. You see what I'm saying? We, we bump it around in the dark yeah. just like everybody else. And mm-hmm. so if you are... In a, if you choose to be in a relationship that is unhealthy, you're teaching your kids a form of acceptance. That's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if that's you true. Are, you, you know what I'm saying? You are still teaching. Even if you don't say, you know, we always say, do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. That's that's some bullshit. I'm sorry. But because <laughs> kids it's are. true. They're going to do as you do. Ultimately, that's exactly. their foundation. They don't know nothing else because they've never been in a relationship opposed to what they have seen. And so if they never mm-hmm. see a healthy relationship, if they never see a thriving relationship, if they never see a loving relationship, they're not going to have a good um, a good feeling or thought about relationship, marriage, kids, because they've never seen it. They have to then experience what it is. And then it's like, okay, so this is what it should be. I didn't have this growing up, but this is what it should be. And so life is an experience, but, yeah, definitely. We are teaching our kids stuff. You're teaching them how to communicate. You're teaching them how to um, be an adult because you know we always say adulting is hard. We're teaching our kids mm-hmm. everything, and when it comes to relationships, what you decide 
you put up with, you're still, whatever your reasoning is, your kids are seeing that. Codependency, which is the biggest thing, like just being codependent in a relationship. People confuse, I think, confuse that with love, which is, that's not love. We're codependent on each other, Mm. but that is not love. But we're teaching our kids when they see that, oh, this is what it's supposed to look like. So when when we're doing this, and this will actually be our the, our last question um, before I um, allow you to come on and kind of give us a, your information for the listeners to be able to fo- uh, follow you. Do you think though, as parents, may are they not being open? Because I remember one time my dad used to have plenty of talks like this, where he would, whenever he'll get a chance to either have me in the car and we're going somewhere. He'll always sit there and he'll tell me, like, what you see your mom and I are doing, we're learning every day. Um, This isn't the correct blueprint. It's the blueprint that works for us. And he used to always say, when you get into a relationship and you um, start dating and you're looking at marriage, you need to find out what works for your household because what we're doing isn't necessarily right. It's working for us, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for your family. And sometimes I wonder, do parents have that candid conversation with their children when it comes to relationships? Um, Because like you said, a lot of people do that, do as I say, not as I do. And if you've been wired to seeing your parents doing something every day, you're probably going to catch yourself doing the same thing in your marriage and not even realizing that you're an exact duplicate of what you saw growing up as a child. Well, you know, we replicate what we hate, right? What we don't like, oh, yeah. we replicate it. Mm-hmm. What we see, we replicate it. And kids are like mm-hmm. sponges. And unless, like, your dad was having honest conversation with you, in a relationship, you have to learn each other. Mm-hmm. You have to learn that person. That's why what works for some is not going to work for somebody else because you're learning mm-hmm. that person you're with. And mm-hmm. whatever you experience with this person, it's not going to be re- what you experience with the other person. You're never going to get, like, another person's never going to get the, the same version of you that somebody else has had because everybody right. brings out something different. But we're not having those type of conversations on a regular basis in every um, household because sometimes you have single mothers and single fathers. You have... Um, different elements and dynamics of relationships. And so everybody is not thinking of the fact that they have to talk to their kids about relationships. You know what I'm saying? I think that's Mm -hmm. something we should all do, honestly, talk to our kids about relationships. We talk to them about everything else. You know what I'm saying? But we have to talk Mm -hmm. to them about relationships and relationship building. Um, and learning people, we take time to learn our friends, but for some reason we have a hard time learning a, a significant other or a spouse. Or we can talk to That's... someone else about issues we're having. Like if me and you are in a relationship, I can talk to Miss Tony about issues I'm having in a relationship, but I can't talk to you. I'm in a relationship mm-hmm. with you, not Miss Tony. You see what I'm saying? True, true. No, I I get that completely. No, you made perf- perfectly good sense. Perfectly good sense on that. Um, 
when that comes to relationship, lifestyles, and communication. Like, a lot of parents need to have that open dialogue and be honest with their kids when it comes to that. I think that would help a lot of people when it comes to relationships and their interactions to be 100% honest. Um, that right? was actually, though, uh, right? Like, completely. It makes complete sense. And a lot of people have to start doing that, I believe, or make the effort um, to do that. Um, and, um, Lisa, Lisa, I want to thank you again for, once again, being a guest on the show. Um, of course, you dropped amazing um, gems again. Uh, but before we cut to um, the end, I want you to go ahead and tell everybody how they can follow you and any upcoming or current projects that you have so that we can actually support you. Absolutely. And I just want everybody to keep in mind that we are all individuals. So, again, we'll work for somebody that may not work for you. Um, and so that's why you have to not only learn other people but start learning yourself. Um, get mm-hmm. to really know who you are before you enter in any kind of relationship because you need to be the the best version of you to be able to give to anything or anybody. Um, I'm Alicia Sadler on all platforms. I'm one of the fabulous co-hosts of Let's Chat Radio. Uh, you can see us on Instagram, Let's Chat Radio, Twitter, Blog Talk, Spotify, iTunes, um, any podcast app. We go where you go. I have Visions and Books, which is my book event. This will be my third one. It's going to be April the 2nd um, of 2022 here in Atlanta. Um, I'm excited. You know, Visions and Books does have a page on Instagram. Um, We have 17 fabulous authors um, that are featured, plus we have vendors. Um, We're going to have media I mean, it's going to be a great event. Um, I try to always revamp it and rethink it. Um, we always like to give back. That that um, philanthropy is really important, especially gift giving back to the community. So we normally pick a teacher and we support their classroom. But with the Covidical, you know, we're going to change it up a little bit. So we're looking at community assets. So we have two community assets that we are um, highlighting and spotlighting, which is Lady and the Caddy, which does the Hee Hee, which is a health and comedy expo. Um, and then we're doing um, Girls Who Brunch, which is a fabulous, a fabulous um, nonprofit that that really, really loves on young girls. So those are going to be our two community assets. I'm thinking about bringing in one more. Um, so because our community assets are important. You know, they're they're part of helping us strive to do better and be better. And we have to be able to help each other and, and lean on each other. And so there are a lot of different programs and, and things going on that are helping us to be better in the process. So I want some of those things to be spotlighted because people may need the services. They may need to um, reach out and partnership with others. So this just uh, creates a better boundary and a stronger tie for us in our community. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, ma'am. Guys, you received that information. Make sure you check her out. Also, at 9.15, Bree is going to go live on our He Said What Network Instagram page. As you know, it's called the After Show After Show, where we talk about and kick back today's topic and yesterday's topic as well. Definitely meet us there. 
Also want to remind you, on next Wednesday, our topic for She Said What is Lifestyle Bridging the Gap in Communication. You can listen to the replay on the He Said What Network um, on Spotify, um, iTunes, and um, iHeartRadio, as many other platforms as well. Also, don't forget, on Sunday, we have Let's Connect with P's Intuition. Monday, we have Simply Sports with One Mike Argy and Simply Bree at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tuesday, we have He Said What with Simply Bree at 8 p.m. And then Wednesday, of course, we have She Said What with my guest for next week. Talk to you guys next Wednesday. Be amazing. Thank you for supporting the He Said What radio network. Please be sure to check out the website where you can find more of our shows on sports coverage, music showcases, and entertainment. Are you interested in giveaways? Sign up today to receive special members-only giveaways by visiting www.hesaidwhatnetwork.com now.